Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome back, Nerdorinos. It is now post-election time, finally, after, what, almost two weeks, week and a half of just waiting and listening. And guess what? It still isn't the apocalypse. So why not listen to our podcast again? Woo! Right, Mike? Right, right. That you, Matt, that was a great intro. Good job. Go movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go movies. I voted for movies. I wrote it in. I wrote in go movies. That's that's it. Next time I'm voting for real film nerds. Okay. Let's see if we can get ourselves a Senate seat at least. Uh, you know, a little bit ambitious, Matt. Maybe we should start with the House. What party do you think we should join? Uh, no party. Oh, no. No dude. party affiliation. We got to have a party. I'm thinking like maybe, I don't know. Um what's the what's that animal party like you know animal crossings pinata party nerd party party? i don't know anyways it doesn't matter yeah i was trying to make a joke of a video game that says party but yeah it's not working okay oh okay so mike real film nerds episode 196 it was my pick this week it's a streaming movie that wasn't supposed to be a streaming movie that uh, came out in July. It was supposed to be released in the movie theaters, and it didn't really happen. Uh, the Outpost. It is uh, um, based on a true story. Uh, so, Mysterious Mike Talent, would you like to give us the rundown since you got your haircut to match these guys for this podcast? Uh, well, man, yeah, sure. Uh, I did get my haircut. My wife, uh, Mags, uh, gave me my haircut. This is my fourth or fifth pandemic uh, wife haircut. And uh, she's getting better at it. And it's it's looking good. Looking good. But, uh, yeah. So, I'll do the rundown of this. All right. The, the Outpost is directed by Rod Laurie. Uh, writers, uh, Paul Tamsey and Eric Johnson. Based on a book uh, by Jake Tapper. Uh, this is uh, starring uh, Scott Eastwood, Caleb Laundry Jones, uh, Orlando Bloom, Jack Kinsey. And it's about a small team of U.S. soldiers battle against hundreds of Taliban fighters in Afghanistan. So did you know much about this story going into the film? I did not. I did not. I basically was like, all right, Matt wants me to watch this movie. And I popped it on. When was the last time you watched 60 Minutes? Because 60 Minutes has done multiple um, stories about the two Medal of Honor recipients and about the battle in general. Uh, I have watched 60 Minutes. Uh, I, I am. I would like to say I watch it every week, but that does not happen. So I, I watch it when it can, and I don't think I saw any episodes with this uh, battle mentioned. Mm. I'm religious about 60 minutes. I DVR it every week. So that's, I knew a little bit about it going into it, but I mean, when they were doing stuff about the actual battle and the outpost, it was probably a couple of years ago before, um, obviously the film and maybe even before the book was written. So anyways, um, it's a tragic story. It's a dark story 
the movie itself, I'm just going to say it was okay. It could have been better, but it could have been worse. I think spending an hour and a half building up to the battle was a bit much. Uh, if they would have made it like an hour, it probably would have been better. But I know what they were trying to do. I understand what they were trying to do. I just don't know if I really liked it. Yeah, I think they were trying to give you the feel for how it was like out there, you know, and the constant change of commanders and, or, well, change, uh, unfortunately, due to loss of commanders. Like, it was just, I don't know, it just, you're kind of left out there. I read it more like they're trying to explain how much of a giant clusterfuck this was from the start. How their commander, they had a really good commander that was working with the uh, um, tribesmen. The tribesmen were starting to trust him, really like him. And then some dude with a higher you know, rank than him says, well, you need to bring this truck that we literally don't really need back down to us just because we want you to. And that ends up taking his life. Spoilers, but ends up taking his life. And that changes the trajectory of the outpost from there on and it's just sad because every single commander they have afterwards i mean they had a pretty decent one after him and he was killed uh he was directly targeted i think on purpose because of some of the things he did and how he acted towards the tribesmen and then the third guy you know they were trying to point out like he was like a coward which i kind of see i think it was more of a no-nonsense like balls to the wall kind of commander so it's just the chain of command really kind of made the outpost worse than what it could have been. And then honestly, uh, Mike, I don't think it ever should have been there. It was a horrible place to have something like this. Yeah, it was weird. The, the, just the positioning of it, they, they had no high ground. Like they're just sitting ducks the whole time. It was just very odd. I mean, that's military commanding war fighting one one You do not, put yourself at a disadvantage from the start and they did. And then, I mean, we can get into it. I mean, I don't want to get too hardcore political about it, but I mean, it's, I personally think this is a tragic story that never should have happened. Like one thing I don't understand, Mike, and both of us grew up in a military town. We grew up with the military being crammed down our throats just about all the time, especially me, probably not so much you, your dad was a little bit more chill. He didn't serve like my pops did forever, but here these guys are, they're begging and crying and pleading for help and nothing's coming. Where does all our money go to the military if when someone needs help, there's no planes, there's no helicopters, there's no artillery, there's no nothing coming to help? Where does all the money that we give to the military go? Well, I don't know, man. Uh, contractors? <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, I mean, you know, we have the biggest, baddest military in the world. We have jets that other countries only dream of. And these guys are sitting here waiting 45 minutes, an hour, two hours for a simple helicopter to come out and help them help them out. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to know what the all the different situations were going on at the time or whether the weather is bad. You know, helicopters are kind of finicky uh i'm sure getting to that location the way that it's uh, surrounded by like mountains and stuff seems like that might be a little bit harder for some of the crosswinds and things for the helicopters but i, I don't know man okay mike i don't know here you go where's the drones 
the drones fly at such a high altitude. Yeah. The mountains aren't going to bother them. The look and look what aircraft came in and really saved the day and blanket bombed the whole freaking thing was a B1 bomber and that thing is really high up there. That's true. That's true. Um uh, I don't know, man. You're you're right. You know, if we can get the stuff to people most of the time when they need it, I'm not sure what the failure or, or I don't know. You know, something to to study probably for years and the probably there's lots of people going why did this place even exist in the first place because everyone's like no this is a dumb place for this right exactly the grunts the privates the specialists the guys at the very very bottom are like what the hell even they recognize that this is a giant mistake but they're doing what they're told and don't get me wrong, I know that's how the military operates. That's how the military is successful. But sometimes you got to question leadership when it's something so blatantly horrible and obvious as this. Yeah, um, you know, one of the characters is like, "Yep, you guys know what the mission is: stay alive." Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty ridiculous. But you know, I don't mean to get all hardcore political and anti-military and all that stuff. I'm not. I'm not. I never have been. I never will be. But when we're spending billions and billions of dollars to literally have the best equipped military in the world. And when someone really needs it and they can't help out, that's infuriating, especially to someone like me that's grown up with the military shoved down their throat. No, you're right to feel that way, man. It's, it's uh, inexcusable. We, we have, we have all these resources. We have all these awesome planes and helicopters and, drones and you know all kinds of things i don't know i mean literally some of the coolest toys in the world and it's like i know are you just or is it just some general sitting back going all right there's only like 50 people there it's fine that's that's okay we're okay with those casualties it could be i mean what if somebody had to be woken up because of the time zones or something and they're like ah well let's let them sleep a few hours or you know who knows man there's weird stories like that right yeah honestly dude that's 100 percent believable i 100 percent. especially when it's someone that's under under you know their rank waking them up or doing something like that oh yeah yep so anyways i don't want to get too too into it that way i think i've done probably more than i was intending to so uh, Mike, um, go ahead. Do your favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> All right, Matt. Um, well, uh, on those interesting opinions, why don't you tell me, Matt, what you're drinking? Is it uh, is it is it bitter? <sighs> Michael, it is kind of bitter, but not really. Um, I am in beer number two of my birthday beers that were provided to me by my girlfriend's brother-in-law who owns our local pizza joint where your parents wouldn't eat when they were here, uh, Bill's Pizza in downtown Prescott. If you like high-end gourmet pizzas, it's a good place to go. Anyways, he bought me a bunch of different beers. They were expensive. They're tasty. This one is from Tucson. It is from 1912 Brewing Company in Tucson. I've never heard of them. And I'm shocked I haven't, but there's a lot of breweries now. And this beer is called 1730, a German-inspired American lager. It has a little dude, mariachi Mexican dude for like Day of the Dead kind of thing, like rocking a guitar on it and stuff. And it's not bad. It's a tasty brew. Cool, man. Um, We still have some 
PSL kicking around, so I am having another one of those, the pumpkin spice latte from Swamphead Brewery. Good stuff. What What's the other one? It's not the, uh, here, I'll show you there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see it. There's uh, a basic bitch? Yeah. It's not yeah. the basic bitch? Yeah. That, that, that shit's hilarious. I love the name of that beer. That's so good. So good, Mike. All right, Swallow, before you get to the mic, so that I don't have to edit it out, like always. Okay, here okay. we go. All right, Mike. Here comes my favorite. Well, not my favorite part, but of one of the one of the most interesting parts that I don't know how it's not gotten us more listeners. Mike, how does 2020's The Outpost relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Oh, man. <clears throat> Matt, well, uh, I, I thought this one would be easy. You know, it's uh, more of a modern movie, you know, pretty decent uh, crew and stuff. And actually, it was a little bit challenging, Matt. This one took me a little while to get. So, with all that, uh, the first assistant director on this, Ben Lanning, was also the first assistant director on spider-man far from home nice you know that's what i'm kind of shocked about is how orlando bloom hasn't popped up in the mcu i'm sure he's on his way there yeah you know orlando bloom i feel like he just kind of does stuff every once in a while he's not always in a bunch of movies it was interesting seeing him in another war movie do you remember him in black hawk down he was like the young private soldier yep. and then now he's like the commander yeah and now he's the like, captain he's just, yeah. yeah he's the captain so it's like interesting uh to see the kind of role reversal as he's grown up well and one thing i i mean granted it's hollywood and he is probably the biggest name on here next to scott eastwood i mean I would say Orlando Bloom is more well-known than Scott Eastwood. Scott Eastwood just has that last name of Eastwood, which is not his given last name. He actually changed it to Eastwood. That's his stage name after his father. He actually took his mom's last name. But anyways, Orlando Bloom is probably the biggest name in this film next to Caleb Landry Jones. And people who know that name know Caleb is from uh, X-Men First Class. He's in uh, that movie. But um, he did a fantastic job. Gosh, man, he did so good. Caleb Landry Jones loved him. I thought he was—he really stole the show in this one. But uh, Orlando, I mean, he was a uh, intense man, he, really intense, right? Orlando Bloom is like the big name dude, but he's only in the movie for like what 30, 45 minutes tops. Yeah, I was going to mention that man in the uh, in the spoilers, which I guess we're in right now. Is uh, it was a little disappointing to see Orlando Bloom not in it for too long and, and very lightly in it. It was it was more uh uh Scott Eastwood and, and um uh Caleb. The other guy. Yeah, Caleb. Caleb Landry uh, Jones, yeah. And a couple of yeah. the other guys. Yeah, yeah, and a couple of the other guys uh, spattled throughout, but yeah. It definitely focused more on those guys. But yeah. Now, did you see, um, did you watch all the way to the end through all the credits, Mike? No, I didn't see it at the very end. Oh. Was there, was there a... Throughout the credits, like, they um, started probably a little bit after the, 
you know, because they had the the original guys, and it was showing the pictures of the original guys that died and stuff like that, which I always am a fan of. I think that's a great way to do it. It was a little fast. They did things a little quick on this. But a lot of the guys that were, um, I guess you would say side characters, but I, that's not really fair to them, are the actual guys from the battle. And they talk about their experience going back and filming this movie and they were at the battle and how like some of them really had a hard time with it because it was, they did such a good job. It, it brought them back. Oh, that's really interesting. That's cool that they actually had uh, some of the real uh, soldiers from, from the battle. That's cool. Right. And they obviously played themselves. And so it was, it was, it was unique, man. It was pretty cool. It's not quite that one movie um, you remember it was a few years ago. I never saw it, but it was where they hired like an entire team of U.S. Navy SEALs. Yeah, did you ever watch that? What is that called? Like U.S. Valor or something, right? Wasn't some- I think that's what it was called. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and that just fell apart because it was only real life guys, and it was a movie. And I mean, not that they're you know, I mean they're not supposed to be good actors. They're supposed to be Navy SEALs. But I heard how bad that movie was, and it, I don't know. I'll watch it eventually, but. I mean, this movie, I thought this movie was good, man. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I just think we didn't need an hour and a half of buildup. We really didn't. And again, sorry, everyone, but Mike and I, or not Mike, but I spoiled the living hell of this movie pretty much from the start. But it is a true life story, so I don't know. Spoiling, not spoiling, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it it, it does have a, a long buildup, man. You're, you're right. But I, I, I think it was, like you said earlier, it was more to give you the feel of... I, I think it was to give the feel of the place and just let you know that like how shitty it was. And these guys are... They're all there. They're soldiers, but it sucks, man. And like the phone time, like there's... The, the, the calls when they're like, you know, they had a, a kind of some quick clips of different guys, you know saying uh stuff to their families and their wives or their parents and stuff and it was like oh man this is hard to watch like it it was like so it was so personal and real it's like oh man like you got 10 minutes it's like ah yeah yeah all the guys right before the battle actually ensued yeah and i mean i don't even know if it's fair calling it a battle it was more of an ambush you know but it was a they knew it was coming. All of them knew it was coming. They just weren't sure when, just because of where the base was and what was going on and how, you know, they were saying the villagers like emptied out and they started noticing the the guys in fighting age started slowly disappearing from the village, you know, and it's like, oh shit, it's coming, you know? Well, I, I felt bad for the one guy who's always trying to tell them that they're coming and like, they just don't like listen to him and like, I get it. He, the, it's like they get tired of it. You're like, all right, yeah, okay, they're coming now. Gotcha. Like, well, on the like, other side, man. from the soldier standpoint, they're like, well, what the hell are we going to do? You know, what are we going to do? We can't do anything. They're not going to give us any more shit. This is what we got. So when they come, they come. We're screwed. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, they. they I think they ended up saying something very similar to that. But it. it was just... It was kind of interesting because you saw that guy over and over. (laughs) They're coming, guys. They're coming. Right. Yeah. Right. So speaking about things that are interesting, Mike, I almost completely forgot to do this, but it's good to vary when we do this. 
Mike, we have another incredible giveaway this week. Oh, yeah? What do we got? From our good buddies over at Paramount Pictures, I believe. I'm not sure if they're the ones that produce this film, but they're definitely backing it. We have a new movie starring one of your good favorite actors, good friends from Sons of Anarchy, Charlie Hunnam, as you like to oh, say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Plays uh, uh, Jax Teller, man. Loved it. It is called Jungle Land. Mike, here's a little bit of what Jungle Land is about. It's like one sentence long, but I'm going to say it anyways. Two brothers try to escape their circumstances by traveling across the country for a no-holds-barred boxing match that becomes a fight for their lives. I've not watched this movie yet. It literally just came out on November 9th. That was uh, Monday of this past week. I believe it was in the theaters last Friday is when it dropped in the theaters. For those of you who make it to the theaters. But it uh, the trailer looks very, very good. It looks very dramatic. It looks uh, possibly very depressing. Uh, it looks like a really, really, really good drama. And if you're into drama films, hit it up. And so we're not doing anything special for this giveaway, but we just ask that you guys email us in and say, you know, I would like to have a copy of this movie. We have a limited supply of them. So first come, first serve. Here's the uh, bit of business I need to read, though. All right, Mike, ready? All right. Jungle Land is now premiering at home. Watch the film critics are calling real, raw, and exciting, and a must-see ensemble. Starring Charlie Hunnam, Jack O'Connell, Jonathan Majors, and Jessica Barden. When a devastating loss in the ring leaves brothers Lion and Stan in debt to a local crime boss, they must risk it all in a bare-knuckle boxing tournament as they fight for a better life. Buy or rent the gritty action drama Jungle Land today on digital and on demand. Also in select select theaters. It is rated R, and yes, it is from Paramount Pictures. All right. Good job, man. Good job. Woo! I think I'm getting better at these, uh, hopefully. Anyways, it looks it looks like a good one, man. It looks like a good one. I can't wait to watch it. So many movies, so little time. Right, Mike? Well, there's so many movies that are just in backing up. Like, you know, the machine that is Hollywood has been making movies, and there were lots of movies ready to come out. And they're all just sitting on them. And at some point, they're going to come out. But, like, I don't know when. It's sad. I really just want... I I really feel like the movie theaters got bamboozled a little bit by the studios. You know, they're like, hey, if you guys open up, we'll give you the movies. Ha! Never mind. Psych! Gotcha! I know, man. It's like... Oh, what's the term they use in golf? Mulligan! (laughs) <laughs> yes, <Mulligan. laughs> i know you like that one mike that's a good word that's a fun word it's fun to say it is a fun word that's that's fun it's fun for the whole family mulligan all right so while we're talking about movies that we want to watch or we are going to watch mike um before we give our ratings what movie did you pick for next week for the real film nerds podcast episode number 197 oh man so this one looks interesting to me, Matt. Hopefully, it, it, it's okay. It's uh, it looks kind of like an alien, uh, period movie. Like it looks like it's in the fifties, and it's called The Vast of Night. Well, Mike, 
I watched the trailer this morning before going on the radio so I could talk about it. Thank God. But (laughs) (laughs) it looks really, really good. And I think I have our good buddy, Eliza, live and local. That's not her last name, but that's what her show is. That she's going to watch it because guess what, Mike? She's two of the things that this movie does. She is an on-air radio DJ. And she came from New Mexico. Oh, man. Nice. So I'm interested, man. I watched the trailer. This looks really, really good. I've never heard of it. Never heard of it. But that's what that's one of the problems with nothing coming out in the theaters and nothing coming out on like Rotten Tomatoes or anything like that. It's like, well, hell, where do we find new movies? How do we know what's going on? You know, well, luckily, you know, you have, you know, uh, Mysterious Mike Talent or the Talented Mysterious Mike or however the hell I say it. And me from the Real Film Nerds podcast to tell you. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, you know we we go searching for this content because uh, yeah, I hadn't seen anything on this either, Matt. I just was looking around trying to find something new to watch. Uh, I know we we tend to do a lot of Netflix movies, and although we love Netflix, we we want to spread the love around. So any any other good content out there on various different streaming services like this one's on Amazon Prime. More, you know let's check it out let's let's spread the love yeah and it came out this year according to the uh unofficial sponsor of the real film nerds podcast imdb this movie came out may 29th 2020 and it's wrote won a bunch of awards it's an independent film it's one like stuff at tiff and yeah no it it looks fantastic uh never heard anything about it around that time period i don't know i mean I guess we haven't heard much of anything from anyone uh, as far as movie advertisements. Like Matt, you know, one of the, one of the things I do miss from the theater is seeing all those trailers. I don't, I don't have that just constant influx of trailers. Like, you know, sometimes I would see the same trailer about fourteen times, but most of the time I'd see a whole bunch of new ones. When you'd see a new movie every week, there'd be some new ones. There's usually some of the same ones, but. It's not unless it was some giant movie or something that they're just going to keep showing you the same one. Sometimes that gets annoying, but yeah, I miss that. Well, I've been trying to turn to the YouTubes because there are lots of other movie, I guess you would say news websites. And sometimes they have like best trailers of the month or like new trailers dropping in October or whatever. I try and catch some of those when I can. But I mean, there's so much out there and I am now super busy in life trying to earn a living. Sometimes I don't have time for that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's just, it feels like we're missing out on a lot of films because we don't have that opportunity to see the trailers in the theaters or even on TV. I mean, I don't really have cable. I mean, I watch a little bit of news stuff in the morning here and there, but there's hardly any TV trailers on there. It's just, it feels like we're missing out on a really lot of great content so you know mike spreading it around between netflix and hbo max and amazon and whoever else you know streaming services hulu hulu yeah you know if you guys even i mean that's why we do this we're here for you guys if you know something and you want to suggest it please send it in because we're we're hungry for stuff that's different and unique and this definitely is one so all right mike i'm gonna stop talking because you're gonna give your rating for the outpost all right, man. Um, I, I I liked it. Uh, you know, it's it's a kind of a 
a rough story to watch because it's you know it's it's a cluster like the place. I mean, they even introduce it as like a cluster. But um, I'm gonna give it three and a half reels. I, I enjoy a, a good uh, war movie, and uh, I, I feel like they did a pretty good job. Well, son of a bitch. No way. Yep, three and a half. Damn it, Mike. See, we go from arguing and pissing and moaning last episode to agreeing on a movie this episode. I like this movie a lot. I definitely think it is worth a watch. But again, like I said, I think it's a little bit too long and drawn out in the first half. I thought the acting was good. I thought the set pieces were excellent. Very, very good. Of course, the story is incredible. Um, If you like war movies, I say don't let this one pass by if you're not into war movies we understand i mean it is not an easy movie to watch because it's not fake this is real it happened like not the movie obviously but the story yeah yeah war movies are definitely uh tough to watch uh especially when you know that this one's based on reality i mean i i don't know if everything happened exactly like they showed it but I, i'm sure they tried to do the best they could with uh recreating the this the situation well and to put it even more in perspective mike this happened in 2009 we were well out of college in our adult years you know making our way in this world and these guys were you know facing this craziness over there in afghanistan i mean two medal of honor recipients man two in one battle that are still living they haven't had that in what over 50 years that's how crazy this battle was. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Well, everyone, hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. And uh, let us know. You know, enter our contest. Uh, hit us up. Let us know what movies you're watching that we haven't heard of that we need to watch. And uh, you want our opinions on or you don't want our opinions on, but you think we might enjoy so hit us up, you know, nerds at realfilmnerds.com. And that is R-E-E-L. I probably should do the R-E-A-L since I bought that too, but I don't know if I got emails with that URL. Eh, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I'll turn nice. you into the tech guy. You're the tech guy. Anyways, Mike, you, you get to do it. Go figure out another email since you can't get your own email working with the shitty selfies. Okay. I will. I will figure out the shitty selfies, man. Uh, all right, man. I, I think we're wrapping it up. So um, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, go ahead and catch as many movies as you can. And uh, enter our contest. Hit us up. Just just ask for, ask for a free movie, and we can deliver as long as you're first come, first serve. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Good morning, Magic 99.1. Hoping this is Matt Hinshaw from The Real Film Nerds podcast. Am I right? Of course you're right. You're always <laughs> right. You can read mine. Well, I do have ESPN. ESPN, uh, <laughs> just not for the Cardinals this weekend. <laughs> Wasn't that so sad? <sighs> depressing, sad. Um, someone needs to go practice more. I, I don't guess. know. I don't know. And did you watch the ASU game? No, I missed the ASU uh, game. I was busy working. Good. I'm well, sorry. consider yourself lucky. I spent 
I think four hours on that game. They lost it in the last three minutes. It was awful. Anyway, we're not talking sports. We're talking movies. Uh, Would you see this past week there, Matt Hinshaw? Well, I hope you watched it too, but I don't think you did because you're a slacker and I saw that you were out golfing. <laughs> now that the weather's turned, I'll be watching more movies. I guarantee it. Okay. Okay. What'd you say? Good. I watched on Netflix. It's called The Outpost. This was a film that was supposed to come out in July in the movie theaters. And again, because of the vid, it did not. Right. Yes, I remember you told me about this. Right. Yeah, it is a dramatization of one of the most horrendous battles in the Afghanistan war. And uh, I have to say, I enjoyed it for the most part. It's a little lengthy. Okay. The first probably three quarters of the film, I don't think needed to be so long. And they were kind of drawn out. But I understand what they were trying to do. They were building them to explaining why things went the way they did. But, uh, yeah, the action, it's, you know, what makes this movie really is the story. The, it's a true-life story. It is very heart-wrenching. It is extremely dramatic. Um, the acting in the movie was very good. Uh, again, it just kind of dragged really hard for probably the first hour and a half. Yeah, okay. Well, that's that's a long time to drag if it's a two-hour movie. It's a two-hour movie, yeah. yeah. And the, the, the final kind of, well, I don't say the final battle. I mean, the only battle in the whole thing is the last half hour, and it is very dramatic, and it is just on the edge of the seat kind of action. It was, and it was good. It was really, really good, and it's very sad, and it's, you know, like most war films. So. Yeah. And did you know anything about the uh, story before you watched it? Yeah, I've, I'm a big fan watcher of 60 minutes and 60 minutes has done multiple things on it over the years okay. i haven't watched like a full-blown documentary about it but I've, i i knew a little bit going in okay yeah all right very good so how many reels you think you're gonna give it i give it it's again i thought it was good but yeah. it could have been better just because of that the long drawn outness of the beginning i give it three and a half i think it's well worth a watch three and a half out of five and where can we watch it matt mm-hmm. it's uh currently streaming on netflix for hopefully a uh another year maybe or so before they lose the rights to it so okay all right netflix okay so what's on uh your schedule to watch this week well this week um it is my co-host pick he picked a little independent film that is currently on amazon prime it came out in may it's called the vast of night it's won all kinds of awards it looks very interesting i've never heard of it until this morning when he said here this is what we're gonna do and it's uh, here's the little synopsis of it. It's basically a sci-fi period drama. It's uh, one night in New Mexico in the late 1950s. A switchboard operator and radio DJ discover a strange audio frequency which could change the future forever. Ooh, sounds good. It sounds really good. Yeah, so I'm I'm interested in watching that one. And you know, I again, I've never even heard of it until this morning. Okay, so. and it's called again, the Vast of Night. Yes, ma'am. And it is on it is an Amazon original on Amazon Prime Video. Okay, well, I have two things in common with that film because I, as well, am from New Mexico and I am a radio DJ. So I will be watching that show. I I thought you were going to say you were an alien. (laughs) Well, I have been accused of worse things. (laughs) I'm sure you have been a radio DJ. Uh, Matt Hanshaw, as always. I got one last one. Oh, okay, good. And I'm going to let you go. Okay. I got another. I got another really big giveaway from Paramount uh, Studios. They hooked us up again. There's a brand new film that came out on Friday in the theaters and on streaming. 
It's called Jungle Land. It is about uh, two brothers trying to escape their circumstances by traveling across the country for a no-holds-barred boxing match. Ooh. And it stars Charlie Hunnam, Jessica Barden, and Jack O'Connell. So if you want a free movie that's a dramatization, boxing, sports, and Charlie shoot Hunnam. us an email. And Charlie and Hunnam. And Charlie Hunnam. I mean, <laughs> you could never go wrong with him. You yeah, know, he yeah. was incredible in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, you had me at Charlie Hunnam. Okay, they just have to email you where? Yep, at nerds at realfilmnerds.com. Awesome. Matt Hinshaw, as always, great talking to you this morning. We'll chat with you maybe on Friday, definitely on Monday. Sounds good, Lisa.